My guests today are Dr. Constine and Renee Barabeau. I have uh, had the pleasure of interviewing Renee at uh, the Cape Cod conference a little while back. And do uh, we had this great talk about whistling down the wind. Uh, joining us today is Dr. Lauren Constantine, and I think I think what they're going to be talking about, what we need to talk about, is one of these conversations going to be uncomfortable, but we need to have. And the conversation is this: How, in my mind, the conversation is this: is how thick of a pile can we handle? Because we are really living in a time right now that feels like safety has been removed, not just for us, not just for you know, black people or brown people or uh, the LGBTQIA community or white people, the whole world. Now, add to your fear of uncertainty, your fear of financial well-being, being threatened because we're in the middle of a pandemic, and then tack onto that the disruption to the flow that felt like it was going forward with the current political climate and the the dissension and the uh, diversity and the separation that took place in these last four years. And imagine being a, a, a black American, a brown American, an LGBTQIA family member sitting in the uncertainty and then tack on this other stuff that you've been dealing with your whole life. So welcome to Beyond Risk and Back. My guests are Renee Barabow and Dr. Lauren uh, Costine. And this is a virtual WCSAD 2020 conference. And I think we're going to have some uncomfortable conversations. But uh, as I said, I've uh, I've talked with Dr. I've, I've talked with Renee before. She's good at the discomfort. And I have no doubt that Dr. Costine is well. So Welcome you to thank you for joining me on Beyond Risk and Back, a C4 collaboration for the WCSAD. Thank you, Aaron. It's great to be back with you again on this time on the West Coast. Yes, it was on the East Coast. And Dr. Costing, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm really excited to be here. So let's let's jump right into it. You guys are speaking at the at the West Coast Symposium on Addiction Disorders, and we're I love the the what I'm going to title this show based on what we were talking about off the air is never certain, because I I really liked when you said that, Doctor Costine, is this idea that we're never really certain, um, but now there's a whole nother layer tacked on. So let's let's start with you. And what are we talking about with certainty? What, what did you mean when you said never certain? And what is certainty in our psyche? So certainty is that things that we like never change. And things that we don't like never happen, right? So that's, that's this like fantasy of external control that we'd like to believe we have. And so we so. that all goodbye right here in 2020. <laughs> oh my God. And the reality is life is always uncertain. I mean, you you just tomorrow will throw you a curveball or next week will throw you a curveball. And we can try to make our lives as controlled as possible. You can live and like not work, you know, not work far from where you live. And then you really, you know, you just kind of keep your life small, if that makes you feel like you're going to then have exercise more control. And I guarantee you something's going to happen that's going to be beyond your control and it's going to throw you off. Right. So 
the idea is how do we react to things that come at us in different ways that are beyond our control. It's how someone treats us. It's how people are driving on the road. It's how your job is going. It's, you know, how you feel inside. It's all of these things. That's normal everyday stuff that we have to navigate. A lot of us don't go internally and look to how to work with that and our reactions, instead try to control the outside environment. So we have that and then you tack onto it a pandemic that no one in our lives have dealt with anything like this. We have never dealt with a pandemic before. We've never lived through a world war. We've never had a situation where our entire world has changed. And there's been this kind of economic uncertainty um, along with health risks and you can't live your, your life the way you normally do, right? right. So I, as I said, that has created an uh, uncertainty on steroids. So mm. as a mental health practitioner, as a psychologist, I've seen increased levels of anxiety and depression and challenges with dealing with isolation. Obviously, we've heard about the increased uh, use of substances in the beginning. Some people were drinking large amounts of alcohol or doing drugs, um, whatever it is, eating too much, whatever it is that you do, technology addiction, anything that you do yeah. to kind of get out of feeling the discomfort. Um, so the, the idea is, and what Renee and I will be presenting on is how do we live our lives and not be at the mercy of the fact that things are constantly changing? There is no certainty. It feels like, Renee, that, uh, and I'm, I'm going to kind of piggyback on the conversation we had the last time about the wind and bring it into a grounding because the wind is unsettling. Right now, the wind is blowing really hard and it, it moves through your clothes. And no matter how you bundle against the wind, it seeps in and it, it unnerves, it unsettles. And you were so gracefully able to reframe the concept. But now this wind feels like an invasive virus that mm. it, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, you, you cannot avoid being affected by it. It doesn't matter how well you bundle against it. It feels like it can seep into your house. And how do you even start with centering back in yourself through this viral wind? Well, I certainly take a lot of wind walks. And, you know, last night the wind was wailing up here in the desert. And, and I thought I went out and I'm there like, oh, this wind is too strong. I'm going to go back in. And then I'm there like, well, that was really silly. You know, you're the wind shaman. Go back outside. So I did. And <laughs> because if you think about in a, when, when you're in a sailing a race in the, you know, in the sea, that the sailors don't stop when the wind picks up, they adjust their sails. And so this has been a, an extreme year of adjusting your sail over and over and over again. And like what Lauren was talking about, you know, turning out to delusionally think that we can control the wind. It's not even about that. It's about, you know, maybe pulling in the rope a little bit tighter, which could look like not spending quite so much money or, you know, keeping your circle a little tighter. So, you know, that you're, you, 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 you close up the risk gap. And, and so it's not, it's not so much that the wind is ever going to stop blowing. It's a, it's a matter of 
you know, what kind of spiritual conditioning are you? So you, how do you, how do you capture that when to use it in your better, better uh, direction? That's a brilliant reframe. We talked about all three of us were talking about, you know, that this is, this is a time of the shadow work. Like there's a, there's a true dark night of the soul, which is a term I love. I think it, I think it describes, you know, um, you know, that middle-aged dep depression scenario we go in, um, the, the, you know, archetypally it's the, um, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the dark mother resurrection archetype, you know, that there's a, there's a constant being able to exist and, and move forward within the shadow. What does, what does that mean for this time that, that we're going to do shadow work and in, in your guys' opinion? Well, I think it's, it's great that you brought that up. My last, my newsletter this month was about the dark night of the soul. So, and I got my doctorate at Pacifica Graduate Institute, which is all Jungian and archetypal yeah. based. So this is like. And you're talking to you an know, archetypal I, symbology nerd right here. So I, this is, yeah, I'm, we're in. So great. We're in. That's great. So obviously this is a collective dark night of the soul, right? So collectively the world is being taken into this place because we needed to relook at things. We needed to re-examine. Every crisis is always an opportunity. And yeah, sometimes it gets really painful and really uncomfortable. No one likes to go there, but that's also the motivation, right? Human beings are not motivated when we feel good. And we need those moments where we just feel good and things are going well, but that's not a motivator, right? Pain is a motivator, discomfort is a motivator. That gets us to seek new answers, to grow, to change, to evolve, right? So while Renee was talking about the external pieces you can look at, like, you know, bringing in, changing your, uh, how you spend, really relooking at how you, you know, do your social life, re-examining it, you know, creating social pods, whatever you need to do so that you're not too isolated. The other opportunities here is to go within and say, how do I react to crisis? How do I internally manage my feelings when there is a crisis, when there is a dark night of the soul, or when people do things that I don't like, or people don't do things that I want them to do, or um, my feelings were just hurt, or um, I'm triggered from a childhood wound that I've been working on, but still is not totally healed, you know? And then with that happens is projections, you know? You start projecting things onto other people that aren't really happening because you've been triggered about something that's going on inside of yourself. So a really, really very simple and effective tool is to learn how to get a very strong relationship with what we call like the enlightened witness or just the witness, the watcher inside of your mind, right? That is really where our essence and our beingness resides. It's, it's, it's not any of those parts of ourselves that have had the human experience. It's that part of ourselves that was in existence before we became whoever you are in this lifetime and who will exist when you're gone. That part of us can watch all of this whatever's happening inside of you and just and not even I'm a big analyzer as a psychologist obviously I may analyze things and sometimes I need to say okay this trigger is happening because this you know this reminds you of your mom or this reminds you when you were bullied or this reminds you when you were rejected or rejected as an LGBTQ person but also just watch it feel the pain 
go through it and come through the other side, but be open to it because if we stay close to it, it stays stuck. Kind of like if you don't let the wind go through you or if you don't adjust to the wind, right? It gets stuck inside of you. So it's just gonna keep, re, you know, it's gonna keep getting activated every single time something happens, if that makes sense. It does. Renee, I'm going to take a quick break and give a shout out to our uh, silver sponsors of the WCSAD event. But when I come back, I want to talk to you about building resistance. I'm sorry, building resilience when we're dealing with, you know, I want to know what the, where that resilience piece came in when you're like, oh, it's so windy, I'm going inside. Then you're like, wait a minute, I'm a wind shaman. I got to get back out there. Why is it so hard for us to get back out there into doing whatever it takes to have the experience we need to have in this environment? So I'll be right back. I'm going to give a quick shout out uh, and I'll be right back. I love these conversations uh, that I get to have with the speakers from these conferences because I walk away just just knowing more just and, and feeling more secure in the stuff that I believe and I mean, that's pretty egotistical of me to say, but I've been to enough of these conferences and been able to handhold and hug so many of these people and learn from them and then just put their knowledge directly into you, the listeners of Beyond Risk and Back's brains. And that's the whole point of this podcast is that you hear directly from the experts and then get their contact information. These conferences were stolen from us in the pandemic, and we all have to do this Zoom virtual thing. Thanks to C4 Events, we're doing it, and we are able to keep doing it because uh, they went out on a limb. They got into the discomfort of taking a conference and putting it online. And these are the silver sponsors. These are the people who are showing up with the time, the money, and the energy to make sure that we can still do this, that we can learn from Renee, and we can learn from Dr. Costine. These are the people who showed up. These are our silver sponsors for the 2020 virtual WCSAD. It's Discovery Behavioral Health, A Better Life Recovery, Dreamscape Marketing, Alchemies, The Guest House, Oceanfront Recovery, Origins Behavioral Health, Southworth Associates. You guys, thank you so much for showing up and uh, making sure that we can still all do this. Learning, loving, working in the mental health and addiction recovery industry and to keep pushing what we know about human beings, the brains, and the problems that face them and how to resolve conflict. All right, let's get back to our guests. I want to I wanna hear more about this. So Renee, let's talk about what is resilience look like? And I want to now tack on to this conversation with a quick left hook um, because a lot of people got affected by this. Obviously, uh, you know, the entire world. And I'm going to assume that it affected people who were already feeling oppressed by the mainstream society, specifically the LGBTQIA community, um, the, the Native American community was decimated and still 97% of them got out and voted in Arizona like of the Navajo Nation. I mean, so being First Nation, being a black American, being, you know, part of our LGBTQIA community, resilience. How do we, how do we build resilience? Wow, that's like the million dollar question. And there's another community that's been decimated as well that I'm just learning about is 
the the cultural creatives all of the artists in new york all mm -hmm. of the, the yes. theater people yep. all of those people who entertained us uh have no outlet so there seems to be a growing uh, mental health uh, issues in that community so and addiction but for me resilience is the thing with the wind is that it always provides you resistance and if you think about going to the gym and being on one of those leg machines, it gives you, you know, they add up, they add another pound of resistance, the stronger you get. Mm -hmm. Well, spirits kind of like that. It kind of adds another pound of resistance, the, the more, the more you gather, but it's, it's a muscle. It's no different than exercising your thigh to exercise your resilience. And I, I noticed the people who are are more successful in life, who who balance, who can get balanced and who bounce back better, are people who don't collapse into the pain or don't collapse into the disappointment. And for some reason, I must have had enough, so I dusted it off really early, and I just, you know, keep going. There's just I I don't know if it's just something that flame that burns within me. But I've watched, I've been watching that. And with the wind, if you think about how resistance works, think about the the spin, the whirly turl on the top of the, the roof. It moves with resistance. So, you know, there's a piece of metal, the wind blows, and it can spin. So one of the exercises that I've used is, is to unspin to go in reverse, to unspin, to find that grounding spot within us so that so that when you're connected to the earth, because I, like you, believe that it's all about our connection to the earth. If you yeah. can unspin, stand barefoot on the earth and let the wind blow through you, you will you will find that inner strength inside of you and invite that to help you take that next step. So just so we're clear, we're not saying that you should go to a super spreader event and be like, I'm facing this and letting it go through me. <laughs> but you're actually talking about this experience of being, feeling and doing isolation uh, to keep people safe. You know, the, the, there's a, there, this process of recovery, this process of building resilience to this epidemic, it's uncomfortable. And you're talking about just standing in that space. Yes. And, and then then the creativity can come through you. Like, for example, the, the Finding Freedom LGBTQ conference. Sorry, Dee. Um, we're going to do it hybrid this year. And, you know, I have already gotten a lot of flack. So we're going to have we're going to have a central hotel and we're going to have small groups with 10, you know, people outside with masks on. We can't live in this idea that I, it's never going to be safe to go out again. So as human beings right now, this is where you can start to grow that muscle of, Hey, I might, I don't, I'm going to protect myself and I need to go out and have human connection because without the human connection, we're, we're, we're sunk. Is I'm, I want to ask you, Dr. Constine, is this virtual connection, is it enough? Is this going to cover it? 
the versatile connection of what we're doing now or yeah, I just just in in life the fact oh, that life. we're celebrating yeah. birthdays and funerals and weddings no uh -uh. I think the reason that it is doable right now is we know it's temporary like we know okay. there will be an end to this I think a lot of people are getting very comfortable or enjoying the idea of more of a hybrid life you know yeah. because before the pandemic hit I, everyone I knew, including myself, were running around kind of like with our head cut off. I mean, the world was so busy. There was so much opportunity. There was so much going on. And I, and for a lot of folks that I work with, they were like, oh my God, I needed this reset. I needed to be able to breathe. I, I just, I'm so glad that my, some of my things have been canceled. Like it was just, you know, and I don't think we even realized that until it happened. So there's been sort of a like, wow, I like that I can do some of this virtually and I really want to figure out how to have that in the future, but there's no way that this is long-term sustainable. We need touch, we need, we need to actually be in contact with humans and interacting with them. We need our central nervous systems to be actually communicating with each right. other. There's something right. healing about that. Um, so I do, uh, along with Renee, recommend to do it in some sort of safe way you know, however safely you can do it, um, not to completely, but I, 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 the super spreader, that's just a brilliant term. Don't go to a super spreader event. Like, that's <laughs> to me. like, you know, do you want to catch this thing? And we do want to stop this thing. And we don't necessarily want to, I mean, there's good news about a, a vaccine right now, but we also want yeah. to, to do our part. Right. So mm -hmm. I do see the world changing going in the future. I think people are not going to go into their office all the time, a five day a week, office was not working for a lot of folks so they were forced yeah. to do it people are getting their work done from home very effectively therapy has been very effective virtually thank goodness it's not like there's been a breakdown in the services that i provide it's been very effective but do i look forward to seeing clients in person one day absolutely so yeah okay all right. I want to take the, the last few minutes to talk about how people can follow up with the both of you and connect with any events you have uh, coming coming up. You want to go first or I'll go first? Go so, first. Uh, I, I'm with Renewal Health Group. And so um, I've been gotten really familiar this year with opening a, a mental health outpatient treatment center out here in Palm Springs, which is desperately needed. So I'm very excited about that. And then for my personal work for, for the winds of spirit work, you can find me over at the practical shaman.com. So for me, my wife and I opened up a therapy center during COVID. Uh, and so we now have, we're, we're doing it slowly. We're all virtual at the moment, but we have a couple therapists working with us and, uh, we're getting on a number of insurance panels. So I can have a further reach working with other people that might not be able to do private pay. Uh, so our website is www.awakentherapycenter.com. I also have a personal, um, page, www.drlaurencostine.com. And um, I'm on all the social media. Uh, I have a newsletter. So if you go to my, if you go to our Awaken Center Therapy website, you can give us our, your email and get our monthly newsletter. I do a lot of podcast presentations. We're going to be at West Coast in December. We're going to be in Finding Freedom in uh, January. Um, so always a lot of different things going on in that sense. 
Fantastic. Both of you, uh, thank you so much. We'll, we will connect. I'd like to connect uh, at the beginning of 2021, especially as we get closer to the Finding Freedom event to get you guys on for a long show so we have time to just really talk about this and talk about how the, uh, you know, the, these, alt- these communities are coming out of uh, this experience and, and the, uh, you use the word the backlash of being part of an oppressed community and then having an epidemic to fall on top of that. And to let, I'd I'd really like to hear from the communities about what it was like these last four years and and then having an epidemic on top of it. It's it's a, that's a big pile to sift through. So I would like to get you guys both on for another show. Is that something we can do? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would love that, Aaron. Okay, so stay on the line with me just for a second. I'm going to take us out, but hang tight so we can say goodbye properly. Uh, so we've got we've got a, a, a couple things here, families. Uh, we've got awakentherapycenter.com uh, or drlaurencostine.com and thepracticalshaman.com. Uh, check them out. Go follow up with them. See what they've got going on. And uh, pay attention to the Fighting Freedom Con- Finding Freedom Conference that's coming up in January. Um, it's important that we continue to love, cherish, and support everybody in the LGBTQIA community and make sure that they know that they are loved and supported so they can continue to do the work and fight for the equality they deserve. And I want to say thank you to Deepin Productions, who produces this podcast and just creates the best music. I listen to this song. Oh, I love that. Okay, I just love my theme song. So thank you to Demon Productions and thank you to Your Cause Consulting who makes sure that these shows get in front of the people who need to see these shows to help find the support, to give the support to people who need support. Thank you to Mental Health News Radio Network, C4 Events, the silver sponsors that help make this possible. And to you, my listeners, please listen, like, subscribe, and share to Beyond Risk and Back. And please, for the love of everything that's holy, leave a review on iTunes so we can help families find the help to help their families. Those reviews really, really do help. Parents, take care of yourself first your adult relationship second and your children third, because that's how we do our best work with our children. I will talk to you all next week.